Hi, I'm James, and I've loved Seinfeld since the 90s. Hello, I'm Steve. I gave Seinfeld a miss the first time round, but it could be really very nice and good. And together we're watching every episode, recording our own commentary track, in a show that we like to call... Hello, Newman. Okay, I've uh, I've pressed record to it started recording. I don't want to think what Michael McIntyre's got in his <laughs> in his repressed <laughs> in his repressed drawer at all. Uh, apart from a lot of uh, plosives, plosives, plosives. How about that? Yeah, nothing I like better than listening to a podcast where uh, the host basically spits into the microphone and um, plosives their way through uh, an episode. It's a lot of fun. Do you like that? Uh, no. Yeah, you weren't ready for that question, were I, you? I, no, no, I, 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 I'm not ready for this podcasting, yeah. really. No, come on, come <laughs> What on, do Steve. I do? Um, <clears throat> you desperately try and get a word in edgeways while I waffle on. Oh, that's how it works. Is, is the basic, uh, is the basic <laughs> uh, 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 method uh, for doing this podcast. Hello, brand. Mo- brand. Uh, brand flakes. Hello and welcome to uh, Hello Newman 77. Mm-hmm. 77 sounds uh, the year of the Jubilee. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Pink uh, Floyd released Animals. One year after the American Bicentennial. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. 76. Um, many, many exciting things. I mean, really, the year of punk. 77. So, welcome to a very special uh, punk rock retrospective uh, of uh, Hello Newman. Grand. Uh, I take it you'll be leading that because I've not done any notes. I'm very Steve. I'm very punk. I wouldn't worry about it at all, mate. It's fine. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you for choosing to uh, put us in your ears. Uh, you can uh, support us if you uh, wish to by going to iTunes or alternatively other podcatchers. But iTunes apparently is the most the most effective. Uh, go to iTunes and leave us, if, if you feel so inclined, a five-star review, Steve. What do you think? A five-star review for this podcast? Would you give us one? I don't know. I mean, four. I think, I mean, it's a shame. They don't, do they do half increments? I'd give us a three and a half. Three and a half? Oh, I'd say four. Just Yeah, but I'd give us the three and a half just, just for, yeah, you know. It, it lacks polish, but the uh, the hosts are keen. <laughs> they they turned up and sounded interested. Yeah, absolutely. Four stars. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to say for that. Okay, um, yeah. So you can do that, and thank you very much. You can't really find us anywhere else. We are, uh, uh, if nothing else, elusive. I, I think we've made a very deliberate decision to perform a podcast delivery service that would have worked particularly well, say, pre two thousand and eight. Yeah, well, pre pre podcast. Well, no, podcasts were around well, then. I suppose. What, I that... mean, they're, 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 they're certainly not um, as as part of the um, audio zeitgeist as they may be right now. But in terms of there not being a great deal of social media to back it up, it was like that. It, you either had um, just a website with yeah. the um, podcast hosted on, or you'd managed to get yourself on a directory. And that was the only way you could promote yourself. Um, there wasn't any of this... Um, we also have the exact same episodes on YouTube. We also have a Facebook page and a Twitter and a Patreon and, um, oh God, like a, a, a meetup every month and all this stuff. We, 
we wanted to take it back to the origins of podcasting, which was um, just a shambolic setup in front of a couple of microphones and then just pushing the episodes out and getting on with the rest of our lives. Absolutely. Although uh, you can find both Steve and I uh, appearing as Hello Newman on uh, hellonewmanismygirl.com, where we appear in uh, various uh, states of undress. Yeah, and hot Newmans are in your area. <laughs> Waiting to meet you now. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? <clears throat> Unfortunately, yeah. To be fair, I think our area is full of uh, is full of Newmans. <laughs> okay, uh, we are as ever watching on Amazon Prime here in the UK, and mm. we watch uh, uh, season five, episode fourteen, the Marine Biologist. Uh, and I'm I'm ready to go. Shall we go, Steve? Yes. Okay, let's go. It's going. There we are. I like, um, he, he was very careful not to start talking before we were ready, and I really appreciate that, Jerry, thank you. Yeah, he took a little run-up, I appreciate that. Yeah, so do I. But he's, he's that kind of guy, isn't he? You know, he's sort of... I'm a bit disappointed um, he does a bit about lions. No lions in this episode. Well, I suppose if you want to look on the positive side, no lions genuinely were harmed they just weren't in the episodes how could they be harmed that's true so this is a nice little scene which i've always enjoyed jerry's washing not only that but he's determined to tell elaine about it while she's clearly busy on the phone well yeah but you know how important is her life compared to him talking to her about golden boy god boy look at it very relatable though have you got pieces of washing that that that, that seem to last forever yeah, they te- uh, on the t-shirt front, they tend to be the Fruit of the Loom t-shirts. They they last very very well. Very good quality. Very good quality very good t-shirts. Quality, absolutely. Yeah. Don't twist. I don't like the logo of Fruit of the Loom though. The bowl of fruit. Well, you know, can't can't win every angle, can you really? I'm not keen on fruit. Though. How about looms? Are you, are you positive on those? Are you no, loom no, positive? no, they've made a very positive contribution to uh, uh, the. Um, Industrial Revolution, so... Yeah, okay, so, exciting news for Elaine. Lovely dance. dance, yeah. Lovely little Elaine dance. So this is good. We're getting a proper insight into Elaine's professional life here. She's got a lucky break. It's unlike her, really. She's got a good break. She's going to be editing a, a world-renowned novelist. It's pretty exciting. Mm. This is good. It's a good gag. The original title of War and Peace War, what is it good for? <laughs> I love how he sells it. Now, this uh, this uh, Oxford shirt in denim that he's wearing, is this on fleek now? or Because denim's back in fashion. It, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's very on point for the time. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather not wear it now, but you could probably get away with it. Uh, brilliant, brilliant bit of uh, Jack Knuckles singing here. Yeah. Well, but, you know, this is topical. Cause this is it is. Like... It feels that way watching it. Yeah, yeah but I, I think it's lasted. I think because it because it b- became part of the zeitgeist and kind of stayed there, but it still works. Did your mum read your mail? Occasionally, yeah. Occasionally. So um, there's stories related to that that cause me a great deal of embarrassment because of uh, a friend of mine who thought it would be funny to sign me up to a mailing list for pornographic magazines. Jeez. Uh, and my mother uh, accidentally opened up one of those once. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And lessons were learnt that day. Yeah, don't open my mail. Uh, how about you? Did you have your... 
No, actually. Oh, good for you. How about this little yeah, callback? That's yeah. fun. Absolutely. I, I like. I like though that Seinfeld. Although not being necessarily a program that has ongoing storyline, for example, season four, no real ongoing storyline at all in mm. season season five. Sorry, season four, they're absolutely yes one. Oh goodness! Um, but they're very consistent with their canon. Yes. Yeah. And and it's, it's a the, very well realised universe, mm. isn't it? Yeah, because here, here we are, Kramer, very well established now as a golfer. Look at this piece of technology. Here we go. Yeah, incredible. Pockets. Yeah, yeah pockets yeah. were invented in the right. 90s. Ah, <laughs> uh, the personal assistant. How about that? Yeah. Oh, I, re- I remember having something similar to that mm. and having no idea how to work it. No, was it a Texas Instruments one? Uh, I don't think it was that flash. No, I feel bad for Texas Instruments. I feel like they kind of missed the... Uh, the they they were such a such a, a prominent member of the electronics community in the nineties and eighties. They still make chips though. They're doing okay. They make Ooh, they make chips and processors now. Like chips. Yeah. It's got it's it's a strange thing to to get into, isn't it? Making processors mm. and also fried potato products. It is. Although uh, although chips are also baked too. Hmm. So. And I'm sure there are a lot of software engineers who got baked back in the day. Almost, <laughs> almost certainly. All, all computers are full of oven chips. <laughs> Do you want to have fun? I'm yeah. having fun right now. I like I like the George. I'm just saying I want to have fun. Very, very George. <laughs> I've so found... stolen a bunch of balls. Yeah, yeah, from the driving range. Yeah, absolutely. Hit them into the ocean. Hit plastic-covered golf balls. That's right. Yeah, that's how it all started. Is most of the uh, most of the uh, trash mass in the sea is uh, Kramer's golf balls, his Titleists. <laughs> he sells it very well, though, Michael oh, yeah. Richards here, doesn't he? There's a lot going on already. Golden Boy, golf, and hey, Kramer, just uh, well, what is it? Uh, it's, it's an incredible group of friends, really. It was like I'm going to go out. Mm. I'm going to leave you. No. Who doesn't live in this apartment? In my apartment. <laughs> I've a, a question to ask you about this scene. Yeah. In uh, 2019, mm. how far into this scene does Jerry Seinfeld get maced? I want. For being weird and creepy at the ATM. Yeah. I don't think he does. Really? Yeah. Oh. You're very trustful. Even though he's got his jacket zipped all the way up to the top. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, Mason. <laughs> yeah, Mason. It, yeah. Forget about it. So here is attractive lady from um, school. Is this Diane? Sure. Yes. Diane played by uh, Rosalind Allen. Rosalind Allen there. Shall we see what else she's been in? Yeah, do it. Okay, I'm going to see. Uh, you look at your phone. I'll look at this. It'd be fine. She was in uh, naked, my notes, man. Naked Gun. Well, this is this is also something. Uh, she was in uh, Naked Gun, uh, thirty-three and a half or a quarter, or whatever it's called. Third. Uh, hijack. Uh, Children of the Corn Two. Probably most excitingly, Steve. Sequest. Sequest twenty thirty-two. Ooh, Sequest. Sequest. 
Oh, that was a great show that I never really how about, watched. How about how excited George is here that he has been remembered? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Someone that, someone that, I used to get... Um, I don't know whether it was I was quite recognisable or I was such a doofus people knew about me. But I remember like the first sort of five, six, seven, eight years after school when I'd be out and about. And I'd have people come, oh, James, you're right, how's it going? And I'd have no memory of them whatsoever. Flipping heck. I think I've got a memorable face, and then I get really frightened because I don't remember other people. I mean, I am a big galoot, so I mean, I, that's probably what people remember. Stand out, I guess. Yeah. I like the... Um, the here we go. <laughs> Is this the, the shit sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I love the fact that in a second here, George refers to the fact that he, want, he he's always wanted to pretend to be an architect from Vandalay Industries. That's right, like that. yeah, of course. Shame Jerry didn't remember that. It's amazing, because it really stuck in my head that George wanted to pretend to be an architect. I don't know whether blagging, the, blagging being a marine biologist might be easier than blagging to be a... An architect, though, surely. It it just I think it just just goes to show how Jerry's memory works, really. What well, was he, the last thing George talked about? He's just he's a just, documentary about a whale. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he's just thinking about funny, funny jokes. Yeah. Algae. Oh, it's, it's exciting. So we're at the Costanzas, but yeah. there's only one Costanza here. He's been allowed to use the phone. <laughs> yeah. But also, um. Amazing, where it's on. It's on the Seinfeld, the nineteen nineties, on this technological cusp. He sat in a comfortable chair, talking on a on a landline. Oh yes, because no, no one's got a mobile. That's right. It's yeah. brilliant. And not, I mean, mm. not one of those modern mm. landline style remote phones that yeah. Jerry has. Yeah, it's an old handset. Yeah, on its dedicated table. Indeed, so. Uh, I noticed actually a moment ago the stock footage where they went, I think, past the Bro- Brooklyn Bridge. Yes. Vastly upgraded. Really good quality film. Mmm. Which uh, starkly contrasts with the videotape to the rest of <laughs> This is brilliant. So J- Elaine's decided that Jerry wasn't pulling her leg. Yeah, she's gone with it. And it really was war. What is it good for? And she's telling that to this. Uh, and you can tell he's a Russian novelist. Because even though he's sweating his backside off, <laughs> he's got his Russian-style hat on. I, I made a little note here where, because this is his first reaction about the beeping, the beeping personal assistant, which which becomes a running gag. Yes. How would that man have survived in the age of mobile phones? I mean, I, I hope he died before 2000, this character, because uh, it would have killed him. Wouldn't it? He would have had to have waited an incredibly long time before smartphones came along and you could customise the sounds a little bit more, you know? It would have been a miserable 15 years. So, um... George Murdoch is the, um... is the guy that plays Testikoff. Yeah. Very American. He's born in Kansas. Goodness. But, uh, he was in, uh... And he's not in Kansas anymore. No. He was in uh, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Well, yeah. And he's great as Testikoff. He is great as Testikoff. Here we go. There we are, you see. Died in 2012. 
They're definitely not in Kansas anymore. No, well into the well into the mobile phone era. <laughs> supposed to see it tomorrow I, i'm gonna tell her what's going on <laughs> i mean maybe she just likes me for me i find that highly unlikely <laughs> one bad shot and kramer <laughs> gives up I stink. off the beach possibly i would expect so yeah. just sitting there jerry and i can't hit it <laughs> of the beach or calvin klein's the beach good question both true <laughs> He went to the beach and then put on the beach. Yeah. Sand. Oh, yeah. he's like Anakin Skywalker. I love how loaded up he is as well. <laughs> Such a Brilliant. Little... Love that. Yeah. The, f- the phone toss. Yeah. Really? It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's just majestic. Yeah. Could you hold on a second? Hey, listen to this. Some woman found an electronic organizer. My name ah, there you go. So the uh, electronic organizer has been found. Just walking down the street that hit her in the head. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure the actress who plays that person won't be a well-known face. <laughs> oh my God! It's Carol Kane. Uh, famously, she was the uh, ghost of Christmas Present in Scrooged. I think it's my favorite. My favorite uh, role of hers. Mm-hmm. But she's been in. So much stuff. The Princess Bride, Adam's Family, Annie Hall. I mean, let's not talk about Annie Hall because obviously we're not keen on um, keen on that filmmaker anymore. But but she's so she's such a well-known face. It's almost sort of almost off-putting. Just like distracting. There we are, Marianne Frumps, taking a phone call in the background. There. Excellent. Good job. Yeah. I don't know whether at, at this point in Seinfeld whether people are actually paying to be the background extras because those turned background are doing a pretty good job of being people aren't they but, yeah one was operating a pen she was operating a pen which was the height of uh, technological achievement at that point still, still struggling with the sand poor Kramer I love that he's got a headshot of Jerry in the background as well. Really? I just caught that look there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's kind of a... It's amazing. Oh, it's almost... It's kind of sultry. Yeah, it is almost oh sultry. That's exactly the word I was going to use. So like you know f- it wasn't a gift, he just stole it yeah, from, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> from Jerry's sure. apartment. Well, he, well, no, Jerry must have framed it beforehand. So there's no way Jerry Kramer gets that framed on his own. He probably had a frame lying around. Yeah, yes, yeah almost certainly. <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, I love that. The first thing you see when you come into Kramer's apartment is Jerry looking all sexy. You told Testicles. She could not have provided Jerry with more joy than having used her, his lame gag on a real human being. This would be fun. He threw your organizer out the window. So, uh, shove. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a dance and a shove in this episode. It's it, Elaine hitting all of the high points. That's right. Why not? Because she's not returning until she gets the money back for the hospital bill. I think is that is that fair? I mean, it's she she probably she's been damaged by that personal organizer. She almost certainly should uh, demand. 
Yeah. Which, um... There's, there's an injury claim to make there. Of course there is. Look at that uh, Venice, Venice uh, pier in the background there. Um, <laughs> which of the many moods of George do we think uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's uh, wearing today? To the science mood? Yeah, I call this, I call this marine biologist. <laughs> Now, look, same hotel that we met uh, Elaine's father in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Although, um, I like this hotel, and I'll tell you why I like this hotel later. Okay, cool. Oh, we get a nice little nerdy gag. Yes, little Superman. Jerry Seinfeld, famously a big uh, Superman fan. I've got a lot of jackets, Jerry. It's interesting as well. It's like, um, there's, there's... there's quite a few freebies flying around. Hi. Oh, yeah. Elaine, this is Corinne. Yeah, but he's in showbiz. Because the tape recorder was a freebie. Yeah. That was from the bank. Yeah. The electronic organiser was a freebie mm. from the bank. No one got a free gun uh, from the bank in this episode. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> money makes money, though, eh? Ah, uh, look, all of the writers and staff of Seinfeld are gathered on the beach. <laughs> A very cagey test cough there. Well, he probably thinks a KG base after him, doesn't he? Well, no, this is post glass isn't it? This is when we thought we all liked each other. Mm. How foolish we were. He, fr- he throws a good shape, doesn't he? Very convincing Russian accent. Oh, yeah. I can't believe he's from Kansas. Was from Kansas, rest in peace. So he's making some edits. Yeah. Must be. <laughs> I almost read the whole thing. Look at this. Look, best hotel in the world. You can still smoke inside. He's like, he comes up to talk to her. It's not about putting a fag out. It's all about turning. Look at that. Lovely. Lovely fags inside. I mean, obviously, kid, obviously kids don't start. That is a good line, though, isn't it? Is my beeping taking distracting from all the hookers? Yeah. That just uh, right at the top, the boom mic just dips in a couple Lovely. of times. That's because it's exciting because all the writers and stuff. It's probably the boom operator stood on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of stuck it in the sand. I want to get in on this shot. It's probably Jerry Seinfeld having to operate the boom. He's not experienced. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah. You'd be terrified to wait it for him, wouldn't you? Because I've never edited anything in my life. It would be really daunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including things I've written myself. How could I forget? Anyone who's read anything I've ever written finds that hilarious. Oh, it's another funny noise. Sounds like a little mouse. Very sensitive to high pitches. Yes. I like that he's got two uh, spare pencils in his top pocket just to really, just to really affirm that he's a writer. Oh Always. no! Oh, oh! Now that could be dangerous from that height. Uh, hello, Newman. This is perfect, isn't it? Tiny little Newman cameo. Hey. But does anyone? Throw face like Wayne Knight. Look at that. Perfect, eh? So there's a whale. And George has to save it. I can't 
Writer, writer. Writer. I think that might be the same writer. I can't remember his name. Don't know. Don't and know. Someone's mate. Yeah. Yeah. Off he goes. Off he goes into the sea. So I started to walk into the water. This is just my favourite monologue in Seinfeld ever. Uh, before we get to the really good bit, there is a really beautiful animated version of this story on the Season 5 DVD, oh. which is worth getting on its own. It's lovely. Cool. I was a marine biologist. Worth, worth, um, and they, they, I think they admit this in the commentary, worth watching certainly Jerry and Elaine for suppressed corpsing. Oh, I see it from Jerry, yeah. Best line. Like an old man trying to send back soup. <laughs> <laughs> like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. It's so perfectly evocative. <laughs> oh. I tell you, he was ten stories high and he was a foot. <laughs> As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. Uh-huh. I said, easy, big fella. <laughs> Easy, big fella. Oh. You, you, you'll notice that um, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is not looking at Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. What did you do next? Then, from out of nowhere, a huge tidal wave lifted me, tossed me like a cork, and I found myself right on top of him, face to face with the blowhole. How intimidating. It's, not, it's impossible not to be drawn into this, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Mmm. You have to just let it happen. This was a, a, a late night, last minute rewrite. This scene, David and Seinfeld, a oh. golf ball. But this is. Then they did a great job. The timing here is absolutely spot on, isn't it? <laughs> Kramer's face. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a title? It's beautiful. All in one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. What a capper. Didn't that zip boy? And there's more. Yes, Jerry, they were all over me. like Rocky One. Very important to be specific which Rocky you're talking yeah. about. What, the one where you get killed by the Russian? Boy, sorry, the one where BA gets killed by a Russian spoilers. Flip mm, it. I never saw anyone so beautiful. It no one. Um, no stand up here. Well done. I was not a marine biologist. He's a good. George man. sabotages himself yeah, almost immediately. Yeah, but how, how could he? I mean, at this point, surely her. Uh, you know, how could you not? That's it, Kramer. Finish off. Yeah. Oh. He didn't make it. Lovely. So the opening story yeah. puts the final bow on the... Baby Blue. <laughs> puts puts the final cap on the on the episode. It's lovely. <coughs> but apparently this... Um, the sand everywhere thing... Yeah. Um, ...was the uh, inspiration behind uh anakin skywalker in the star wars prequels constantly moaning about how sand gets everywhere yeah uh, and ultimately sand uh turns him into darth vader okay that was a marine biologist um steve uh, 
would you care to share your thoughts on uh, the biologist with a soul? Uh, okay. Um, you. So you said there that that final scene was a, a late night rewrite. Apparently so. So there was something that wasn't as strong before before they did that mm-hmm. clearly they felt that it was problematic mm. and 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 i'll say that if it wasn't for the ending mm. this episode wouldn't work very well uh-huh. so they did they they did some good work mm. i i felt that um that whole final scene with the monologue actually left a good positive lasting mm. impression like yes this ended strong. It, mm-hmm. it paid off on all the things that it was kind of setting up sure. earlier on. Sure. So um, I'm glad that happened because okay. um, for most of the episode, I'm watching it thinking, I mean, yeah, this is all right, but it's not like rocking my world or anything. Someone had sold it quite heavily to you, I understand. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah. Uh, uh, and some time go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of you know, you're putting perhaps like the some of that that writing aspect aside. I mean, in terms of how it comes across as 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 an episode in its pacing and everything, it, it, it's actually quite well structured mm-hmm. in that respect. Mm-hmm. But there's also that breathing room. We've talked about yeah. this before, where you can have a lot going on, and it can either feel like so densely packed that you're just having to whiz through it, mm-hmm. and then there's times like this where you've got the thing with Golden Boy at the beginning mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where you just have a little gap to breathe yeah. and again that makes all the difference so I thought that that helped uh, that helped it come on quite well as well um, another great example too of uh, the opportunity for kind of those one-off characters to get a decent turn yes really enjoyed both of those from Testikoff and and uh, Um and there's a lot of you know Odd stuff going on at the side, mm-hmm. but it really this this ultimately is all about George. This episode, sure. yeah, that's the um, A story. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's the A story, but in terms of like, you know, Michael Richards is doing his thing, but in terms of like who you should be watching in terms mm-hmm. of their performance, yes, just fantastic, mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. It's it might not be my favourite of the entire season so far, mm. but it's solid. That final monologue is excellent. Yes. And George is just a joy to watch throughout. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Good. I, I, I think this is one of the perfect examples of storylines converging. Mm. They Rarely do they converge as well as I think they... I, I think there's a lot to be said for the, the uh, Elaine storyline. I quite enjoy... We get an insight, don't we, into into her uh, yeah. work and as tes- a character? Testikoff's, uh, you know, an overblown and very humorous... Very humorous character. I like. Uh, I like the um, uh, the bit with Newman. That's a nice, nice moment. There's lots of nice stuff. It's a non sequitur in terms of how mm. that season, uh, how mm. that seasons, in terms of how that episode runs. But yeah. again, there was time for it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I, I I love the fact that that you know this is now we've got the Seinfeld where they're they're building towards something. Yeah. You know? And they build towards the, you know, in my opinion, the best monologue that's delivered in in the whole series, because because that that's all on um, Jason Alexander's shoulders. Yes, this, like you said, the one to watch is is this this show doesn't work if Jason Alexander can't deliver that final monologue. It's one of my favourite episodes. To be fair, I do love it. It always makes me laugh, regardless of how many times I've seen it. 
and 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 the uh, it's a Larry David line. Uh, the sea was angry that day, like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. <laughs> is yeah. is I've never been to a deli, an American style deli where they sell soup. I've never seen an old man trying to send it back, but I can immediately yeah. picture it and and get the metaphor, you know, uh, completely. It's, it's, it's such a good piece of writing. Okay, uh, thank you, Steve. That's okay. Um, thank you, Jerry and, and Larry, and thank you, listener. Um, I didn't ask you if you had anything more to say. I'm presuming that was it. I would have let you know if I if I did. Yeah, I expect yeah. you'd have started waving your arms about. I would have. Okay. It looked really cross. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this episode before that cat down there starts <laughs> decides to jump on <laughs> decides to jump on the um on the table because it wants to be let into a different room. Oh, there we go. You've taken care of that that particular issue. Uh, we shouldn't let cats into our professional style recording studio. They have we? a tendency to um take over. They do. Yeah, yeah. that damn cat. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, please do let us know what you think by using telepathy. Uh, until next Perfect. week, goodbye. Is anyone here a marine biologist? Mm-hmm.